Three, two, one. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Real View Podcast. I am your host, Blaine Ward. I'm back. I'm your host. It's me. It's me. But here with me today, a recurring guest, second time on the pod, my brother, ladies and gentlemen, Zach Ward. He's back in the house. Zach, how's it going? It's going well. How about you, Blaine? You know, hold on, hold on. <laughs> you know, all these guests, they come in here and, and you ask how they're doing. Blaine, how are you doing? You know, I'm doing great. I'm thriving. I'm living life to the fullest. Um, I'm very tired. Daylight savings. Daylight, all right. Can we talk about daylight saving for a second? Wait, why are you tired from daylight savings? No, 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 no. Let me, let me, let me, let me explain. See, this is, you have the worst stakes. No, I know. I know. That's why I have you on the pod. You're here to, yeah. you're here to even me out. My thing even. is, my thing is, it is like five o'clock and it is dark out in a city. And that is sketchy. That's all I'm saying. I'm saying the sketchiness comes early in Chicago. That's all I'm saying. And oh. I get tired. I get tired when it starts turning nighttime. <laughs> That's my truth, all right? And who it is it? Exactly, exactly. Um, but you know, Zach, we've had, uh, I've been flabbed in with emails and Instagram DMs and Snapchat saying, get Zach, get him on, get him on. And, you know, yeah, I decided. They're, they're all by me. Oh, okay. Then that makes sense. That, that makes sense. You know, first, <laughs> it was, first it was with Cassidy and now it's with you. I guess I'm just, a lot, all these anonymous messages, I guess I just got to, you know, pick up the pace. Um yep. But, you know, we're back. We're here to uh, cause some mayhem, as we normally do. Uh, it's, well, just, it's just a normal Tuesday for us. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I guess we'll just jump right into things. So, Zach, if you want to introduce the subject, you're more than willing to. Uh, yes, well, I'm, I'm a big fan. So, the One Piece live-action Netflix series just announced its main cast mm-hmm. of uh, Straw Hat Pirates. So we got uh, Luffy, Zoro, Nami, Usopp, Sanji. All of them have been announced. And there is uh, a teaser trailer that's not, not really just. <laughs> it's more like, like a cast announcement. If yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like the, the cast introducing themselves. But um, I, to, to those of you who don't know, I'm a humongous fan of uh, the series, uh, the anime and the manga. And um when they announced the live action show, I was a little iffy on it, you know, because that's how these things go. You know, it's like they've never turned out well, historically. That's like, right. Uh, the, the Dragon Ball movie. I don't know what you're talking about. The movie's incredible. It's a joke. No, that's <laughs> it's it, like nobody announced it. Avatar The Last Airbender. Yeah. You can throw feet. it in there. You know, that's that's just bad. But yeah. uh yeah, no, I have uh, like looked into this a little bit and um, the director for it has gotten the, the green light by the author himself, Chiroda. Uh, okay. Yes. So, yeah, he from what I've heard, he's not too keen on like just green lighting anything that like comes his way for this kind of stuff because he really cares about the series and it's like basically his entire life. And right. so he is really strict with like what he allows like people to adapt. But uh, the director, I heard an interview with him where he talked about his uh, meeting with Oda and what uh, the series has meant to him personally. And like, I'm all for it. I'm behind this guy for, um, what's to come he seems like uh, a genuine fan who wants to adapt the series well and not for his own like not kind of twisted into his own way but he wants to like solidly adapt it into a live act series so i'm excited to see how this turns turns out so i hear you yeah. um i will say anime adaptations normally used to be a giant red flag um which you know understandable considering the track record i will say recently and I can't exactly speak this from experience, but there have been good ones. Uh, you know, uh, for those who have been listening to the pod, I'm a massive Speed Racer fan. Uh, I think that movie's incredible. Uh, have I seen the anime? No, but uh, <laughs> I assume it's pretty good. <laughs> uh, well, and uh, Alita Battle Angel was pretty popular with fans of the anime. And I know Netflix is doing a Cowboy Bebop Um I, I did see that. Yeah. yeah. I, so I saw that looking up like this kind of stuff and it, it looks, it looks interesting. I saw, I've seen about half of the series and I gotta, I gotta finish it. I'm kind of 
off and on on it. But uh, yeah, no, it's, <laughs> I know nothing about it. So <laughs> yeah. So apparently the structure for this show, the one piece show is going to be 10 episodes. Um, right now they're doing 10 episodes a season. Do you think that's enough time to, uh, I mean, One Piece is famous for, you know, dragging things out. Do you think they'll be able to cut down uh, their story to a 10 episode uh, per season? Okay, first off, we got we to gotta make this clear. Okay, the, the actual show is known for dragging things out. The, the manga is, is perfect in every way. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, it, 10 episodes, it is, that is not a lot of episodes. That's less than I would like. hearing that now um they will only be sticking to the east blue saga hopefully it's not 10 episodes encompassing the whole thing because in the actual anime the whole saga the east blue takes 53 episodes from what i have in my notes right here so that's five episodes for every one of the live action adaptation so that it does seem like it'll probably be a bit rushed but hopefully they uh do the introductions of the characters well and their fights and stuff like that because that's the uh the main drive of east blue is just focusing on these five characters and how they come together so i'm excited is this story going to require like a big budget like how like can this be something that's going to be scaled down or will they have to go big and loud for this sort of story? I feel like it's something where they probably have to go big and loud because the, the sets that they, the settings that it's like a part of are um, kind of funky places. Like it's not, it, it starts out in like a hilly grassy town and stuff like that, like pretty basic, but it soon gets to be like, um it's a restaurant on the ocean that's breaking apart where like battles are being held while it's sinking into the other like it, it's it's kind of like it, it's larger than life in a, in a couple uh areas and this like that's only for like the first half of it it only gets crazier as you go on so I yeah see. i think it'll be pretty big budget yeah i assume netflix will give them the money i mean this is a popular um you know i haven't seen sure. it yeah and also it is introducing it into a Western audience in a palatable way. Because um, for those of you who don't know, the when the series was first coming out in the early 2000s, it was adapted by 4Kids Animation. And that animation company is notorious for, how do I say it, watering down uh, heavily the just everything that's going on, like turning pistols into water guns. And they, they, if you look up some some photos on it, it is very strange, the, <laughs> the, the changes that they make, particularly right. one character called Smoker, who normally his character trait is he smokes two cigars at the same time, which it's like, okay, yeah, of course he does. But in the show, they since they're marketing it to kids, they can't have somebody smoking. So mm. instead of, I don't know, just removing the cigars, which uh, that's whatever. No, they still had smoke coming out of his mouth. So it's like he has really bad breath. Yeah. In, like every photo. And it's it's weird because he's like next to like kids and like breathing on them. It's, it's like, what is like, what is going? This is worse. We get it's it, just, bro. You vape. It's just, it's so much worse than if they just left it in. But so hopefully that. this brings more fans into the series because it's something that I, genuinely enjoy and so does blaine and um yeah we both love this series a lot yeah that's um, right yeah no i'm a big one I'm piece a- fan yeah i've seen every <laughs> single episode i, I know I'm exactly all the lore yeah, yeah uh, unsuccessfully who knows it might happen well, i might watch the netflix show i might watch the netflix show that's I might the thing. No, that's, that's what a lot of people are gonna do they're gonna watch the netflix show and they're gonna say this is great or this is horrible so it's it really is make or break but at least there's a chance. So. Right. And at worst case scenario, it'll get more people into the into the original show. Um, right. Yeah, yeah. It can only help, really. So. Right. Because, I mean, that Death Note movie, that was a tough beat for everyone involved. But you know what? It got people to watch the show. The show's nah, great, It so. was garbage. It was a garbage movie. Yeah, yeah. I hear you. Um, your, your censorship story reminded me, uh, when they cut E.T. for television, 
when E.T. and the kid are like flying away at the end on the bike. Um, in the original cut, the officers have guns, and on TV, they change the guns to like walkie talkies. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, it's 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 quite interesting, but it's just it's not the type type of show that it's like it looks like it's it's for kids, but the themes of it and the actual like story elements, like it is very uh, mature yeah. in its in its audience, and it might not look like it. So, sure. um, yeah, it'll be curious to see how this plays out. Um, that's for sure, and especially with Netflix, like you you know for a fact they're gonna like promote the hell out of this when this. Oh, comes for out. sure. Yeah. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens with it. Um, all right, so moving on, uh, we had a big movie come out, um, another MCU project. This is Eternal. This was directed by Chloe Zhao. Um, this is kind of a gamble uh, for a normal Marvel movie. This is a two hour and 40 minute movie about characters we have never met before, never heard of before. Um, and with a lot of like kind of semi unknown actors and actresses in this, uh, this stars Gemma Chan, Richard Madden, good Angelina reason. Jolie. Good reason, might I add. Uh, let me finish. Uh, Camille Nanjiani, <laughs> Barry Keegan, uh, Brian Tyree Henley, a lot more. Um, now, Zach, this was a bit of a gamble, um, considering nobody's heard of these characters. Normally, Marvel has uh, proven successful with introducing uh, lesser-known characters, i.e. Guardians of the Galaxy, Iron Man, Ant-Man, etc. Uh, what were your thoughts on Eternals? Yeah, it was bad. Uh, mm. yeah, it really... It, it definitely was a gamble. Like, I will give it to the director. Like, this was not an easy project to adapt. I was trying to look into the actual sales of like Eternals comic books because I had never heard of them before. And I'm, I consider myself a Marvel fan. Right. And I couldn't find this on any like lists of most popular Marvel series. Like, it seems like it's just like pretty close to the bottom, I would imagine, for yeah. like, popularity wise and um yeah so i had no idea any of these characters or any of the the plots going into it and it wasn't i, I feel like it just wasn't explained well like i still been i still didn't get it and it felt really like wedged into this uh like universe that they like took a long time building over the course of like since iron man one really to like endgame and and stuff like that and i just felt like where were these characters and they tried to explain it's like oh we don't want to get into the the metals of of human uh interactions but it just it didn't seem genuine like they actually seemed like they cared about like a lot of humans. So like, why? Like, they, it just didn't feel real. It felt like these, these are all garbage people that like, don't really care. I don't know. Mm. Like, I, I just mm. didn't like it. Not, nothing really like, it's like, wow, that's interesting. It's like, no, this is just, these are a bunch of characters. I, I can't care about like, mm. they're, they're not cool. So we, so you're saying we can't add you to the Kingo fan club is what you're saying. I don't even know who that is. <laughs> There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. We can just stop it right there. You know, Pani has never done it. No. Um, yeah, I am going to take the opposing view. I actually really enjoyed this. Um, I think, again, there are things about it that do not work. I think it is a pretty messy movie on a plot standpoint. But I don't know. And something about how big of a gamble Marvel took on this, I found admirable. Um I don't know. And I'm also a fan of Chloe Zhao. Um, this is the first Oscar-nominated director that has held the Marvel project. Uh, sorry, Oscar winner that has held her Marvel project. Um, and I don't know. her. She's got a sense of... This looked different than other Marvel movies. Like, it looked a lot more, like, grounded. There were real locations that they were filming instead of Marvel blue screen A, you know? I, I don't know. I felt like there is sort of a tangibility in the filmmaking that I haven't seen a lot of Marvel stuff. But I, I the thing is, is that I see where you're coming from, though. Like, this is the most divisive Marvel movie that's come out. This is the lowest rated Marvel movie on Rotten Tomatoes, the lowest rated Marvel movie Metacritic-wise. Like, people either are for this or against this. Why do you think that is? Uh, I think it's probably because it's bad. And I don't mm. really know why people like it. So I, I don't know. I'm not the best person to to ask on this because when i was seeing it like i was like wait why does this even have a high score on rotten tomato so i i don't know i like do you have i i'm gonna bounce this question back to you do you have any idea like 
I, I don't know. I, I liked it, but it's like I, I like you said, like the settings and stuff like that. It felt grounded, but it just felt like they were in a pretty place, and then all they were doing in that pretty place was talking. Yeah, yeah. And, I don't, I don't know. I feel like this movie. The thing is, with most Marvel fans, I think might it might have to do with the lack of action. There's not a lot of action sequences in this movie. Um, for a and two it's, hour it's and two hours and forty minutes. Too. Right. Like, I think the runtime. Run. Yeah, the runtime turns people off as well. And then yeah. I, I, I do think that the un, the fact is, is that Marvel has become such a big property at this point that people will see whatever they put out, no matter of like who the characters are. But they might have flown too close to the sun. Uh, pun intended. Uh, Icarus. Um, Icarus, my oh, boy. I um, I, I don't know. I feel like they might have gambled a little too hard um, with what they were trying to pull off here. Because, again, with a movie this long, normally, that wouldn't make any sense because most of the Marvel movies fit in in, like, that tight, like, two-hour, two-hour, ten-minute range. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, we get, like, this almost operatic Marvel movie that people are like, all right, wait a minute, what is this? Like, what is... What's going on here? Um, And it certainly doesn't help that, you know, there's not... The, there's kind of a confusion as to like the antagonists of the movie. It's not exactly like a cut and dry plot. Like the plot moves over, you know, thousands of years. We are cutting back and forth between, you know, different like time timelines and, you know, uh, important moments in time and then to the present. Like, I don't know. There's a lot of elements at play here. And I don't know. I, I, I'm just kind of fascinated that this exists um, just in terms of like, this just seems so risky for Marvel to pull. And the fact that they're like, yeah, sure, Eternals, here we go. Two hours and 40 minutes, go for yeah, it. it was, it's definitely risky. And I uh, like, in my opinion, it just didn't pay off. Like I just, there, uh, part of the reason I think why I, one, was not looking forward to this movie and two, did not enjoy it. It just, uh, like, it just felt like super wedged in, as I said before, is nothing in the Marvel universe before this points to the Eternals. Sure. Yeah. Like they try to, I don't even, they don't even really try to like say like, Oh, we, we helped out in, in like this area or, Oh, yeah. we're the reason that this was calls. The only thing that they really did was they basically claimed um, that like humans didn't invent anything of significance. And it was all this one technologically advanced eternal that, helped us make guns and helped us make steam engines. And without him, we'd basically be still a bunch of cavemen running around. Like I, I felt like it, it kind of cheapened humanity in a okay. way. Like it just made it seem like, yeah, we're not really significant. Like there was nothing in our history that we've done aside from kill each other that. Okay. So you have a, has, you, you're saying it's a very nihilistic kind of outlook. On yeah, that. it is yeah. like, it just, man like i didn't i didn't feel any pride as a person you know walking out of that that sure. movie it, like it, it it seemed like the main characters were the only special ones and everything every like other human in it was just played off as an idiot like uh well that and there's not a lot of humans in the movie I yeah like that's the other thing that i've been thinking about it's like the only real human character that we have is uh the main character cersei her human boyfriend um played by uh john snow uh my boy but there's also the the uh director right right Who, right exactly but he, he's just he's but he's like kind of really simpson right he's like he's like oh like he has one moment where it's like oh thank you all for like it, it's been great getting to know you but it's like he's not an important part in this movie and he's just played off for comic relief yes yeah, which, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think the thing that I'm noticing about this movie is it feels like there's kind of two things kind of fighting for each other here. There's Chloe Zhao's like really like meditative, you know, slow drama about these Eternals and like, you know, the meaning of life and all these questions. And then there's the Marvel side of things where they want the jokes and they want the action. You got to have a clear antagonist. And it does feel like I I feel like the reason why this is so divisive is that clash because, you know, I, a lot of the jokes kind of feel out of place. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't necessarily call it that funny of a movie. You know, every now and then there's a, you know, uh, a, a joke that lands, but it's not, you know, the joke ratio is not that high. Um, but I don't know. I feel like this is kind of, it, it's asking a lot from 
kind of the mainstream Marvel fan. And that's not an insult to Marvel fans, but like, this is definitely, you got to take a step in order to be with this. And that step is hard to take for a lot of people. Um, But I don't know. I, I feel like, I, weirdly enough, I feel like this is Marvel's best portrayal of, like, relationships, like a human relationship. I mean, as far as, like, romantic relationships. I feel like this was some of their best stuff in that, because, like, aside from Tony and Pepper... Wait, wait, wait. You don't and, like Bruce Banner and Black Widow? Yeah, no, that's lame. That that relationship's lame. Uh, what are you talking about? No, no, no. That did not work. They knew it didn't work, because they cut it out of <laughs> the other movie. Um... But, like, aside from Tony and Pepper and Steve and Peggy, like, the Marvel movies aren't really known for their romantic relationships. And here I thought they were actually, like, I don't know, I, I, I bought into it. I liked um, uh, uh, Fastos, the uh, the engineer, Eternal, and his husband. I thought that was uh, well-developed. I liked um, uh, Druig and the Speedster. I thought they were really cute together. I don't know. I felt Wait, like... Okay, no, 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 no. That was so forced. Like when no, they... I thought that was cute. It's like, no, it, it didn't make any sense. It's like, all of a sudden, it's like, oh, they meet up together. And then it's like, oh, what can we have these characters do? Like, the speedster really isn't important. Oh, let's have them be in love with, like, this speedster girl. And it just felt like, wait, hold on. This was not pointed to anywhere in the thing. It just, like, I I didn't I didn't like that part. It felt like they were just kind of shipping them off to each other. And it didn't, it didn't feel, like, genuine. Like, I didn't really believe any of the relationships really, including like Icarus and uh, our main girl, her name escapes me for Cersei. good reason. Yeah. It, it like, it didn't seem like genuine at all. And the, I, I felt like the acting was very dry in this. Yeah, in this a movie. lot of performances are wooden, but that might've yeah. been the point. Like, I, I, I again, I, I, I'm, I'm, no, it's hard. It's, that might've been the point. This movie, it doesn't deserve it. No, it's not that good. It's not. I don't know. I was into it. Especially like I saw this on IMAX. Like, I was like, Oh man, those Celestials, they're pretty big. Um, you know, I don't know. I, this, we're big. That's true. I, very big. My thing is, I feel like I, from personally, I feel like the Marvel formula is starting to get on my nerves. Like, uh, Shang-Chi, a lot of people enjoyed that. And, very understandable it's a very enjoyable movie but i felt like the cracks were really starting to show with that especially near the end where i'm like all right i don't know what is going on at all there's like a kaiju or something like that i was like you lost me but here like i don't know all the action was in the daytime i'm like oh okay i can see what's going on you know i don't know and this felt like a different movie but i feel like that might be a problem for others because it's not mcu enough for it to Stand on its own two legs. Um, Can we talk about the antagonist for a second? Uh, I don't. Well, the the what were they called? The deviants. (laughs) The deviants. The The deviants. Oh, deviants. Yes, yes. I don't feel like they were necessary in the end. No, no. Yeah, the only reason they were in there is for that fight in the middle. Yeah. Like, which was it was fine. It wasn't. It's definitely not Marvel's best. Like, it's well. Um, like the CGI isn't horrible in it from what I remember. Like it, ne- it didn't really bother me at least. Um, but yeah, it's like, what is the, the point of that? Like, it, it seemed like the only point of that battle was to one show that they're protecting humans still right. from these deviants Two that the deviants are still out there. And then three is that, um, the girl <laughs> could turn it into like a, a user power on like a organic being life so, yeah 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 i don't know I just, the other I, thing too is like, like the and this is the worst part of the movie for me i didn't know what was going on here or why um eventually you figure out that the deviants can kind of whenever they kill an eternal they take their powers and they take like some of their intelligence too so one of them becomes more like humanoid and at the end of the second act, kind of, you know, disappears. He's like, oh, I'll come back next time. And in the third act, there's a new antagonist that's set up. Like, there's a new antagonist that the internals are fighting. And then all of a sudden, the deviant comes running out of nowhere and joins the fight. And then immediately goes to, like, attack the internal. Like, his goals and the internals' goals are completely separate. And I don't know what was going on there. I don't know why he showed up. Like, I, I almost started laughing in the theater when he popped up. <laughs> He showed up and he punched Icarus. And I'm like, what's going on? Where did you come from? Yeah, he was just there to like cause chaos, be another like 
uh, pawn in this in this battle, and then he just dies. Like yeah. it's like it goes nowhere with it. Yeah, and he I was, like I he killed their either. friends. Like he's kind of a like a a bad dude, but it's like nope, it it doesn't really matter. Like he's just gonna die. And yeah, yeah, just like everything felt just so like cheap and and forced to me in in this movie. And then also, I want to talk about Icarus. Like right. they played off that. It's like, oh, it's you're just Superman. Like they made a joke about about Superman, but like he is uh, like the cheapest copy of Superman that like I've ever seen. Like, yet another, <laughs> yet another evil Superman in a year of right. Homelander and uh, uh, the guy from Invincible, Omni Man. You know, yeah, no, no, no. It felt it felt like I, I definitely did get Homelander vibes, especially when it's like, oh, he's the bad guy. But it, yeah, it is the third time that I've seen that. Yeah, in the course of you know recent years, and it just right. felt like uh, I saw this one coming. But uh, yeah, I mean, like the fight on the beach, it just seemed like Invincible's fight uh, in the first episode, but way worse. Like I, I was in, in Invincible's fight. I was like, oh my, what the heck is is going? That's crazy. But in this fight, it's like, oh okay, well nobody's dying really. Um, yeah. You know, what did you I, think? What, what did you think of Icarus's decision at the end, where he kind of, you know, spared her and flew off into the sun? Yeah, flew too close to the sun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the irony is not is not lost there. My but. my my friend who I was sitting with started laughing as soon as that happened. I'm like, yeah, I mean, all right, we all knew that was gonna go down. Um, I well, I like I I don't care about the decision because I didn't care about the character. So sure, it's like okay, sure. it, yeah. Yeah, I think I think that I think you kind of encapsulated it. Where if you don't care about the characters in this, in which there are ten, like there are several characters in this movie, and the fact that the movie's trying to like you know talk about all of them kind of leaves a lot a lot of them like undeveloped. Um, yeah. And yeah, there was ten Eternals, but I cared about um, one. No, I cared about none. I cared. Wow! About wow! 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 Not I even know, Kingo. No. <laughs> take I mean, a guess. Take a guess who Kingo is. I don't know. That's a, that's Kumail Nanjiani, my boy. Um, that was probably my favorite one, but still, it's like no, he's just—it's not interesting. Like I, sure. I just don't like it. Sure, sure, I didn't like it. It was not—it was not like a, the Marvel movie for me. That's understandable. That's yeah. understandable. Can we talk about your ranking? Uh, no, uh, you sure. putting this movie above Thor Ragnarok? Yeah. Why? It doesn't that doesn't make any sense to me. Thor, Thor Ragnarok, unfortunately, kind of goes down every time I watch it. I'm like, you I know, it's good. A, I don't have a bad thing to say about Thor Ragnarok, aside from maybe the villain. The is, villain's kind of like, weak. It's kind of weak, but it, they even like enter in like an interesting way where it's like, oh, I'm not strong enough. Like, oh, we made her too powerful. Let's just use this like hit her with a bigger sword basically <laughs> like right. that was it was an interesting way of ending it like right. but yeah that movie was actually funny and it was actually you know good and i actually cared about the characters but this one it's like it's not anywhere close my my <laughs> i my 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 takes have grown more powerful than you will ever know um Listen, I need to watch Eternals again. Um, I was riding off the high of a good theatrical experience. There are things wrong about it, but I think ultimately I'm fascinated by it. And I like, I think the philosophical arguments that the movie presents about humanity, especially when, uh, you know, like the whole should we interfere thing, I just think it's morally interesting. And like, I just thought they explored that in a lot of interesting ways, whether it was, you know, um, the engineer guy, like, you know, kind of regretting the fact that he might have helped uh in the atomic bomb which that was <laughs> wild um so forced that was a wild so, moment he it for one second and then he's like back uh like with his family and then he's like oh i've been getting over it and it's like like i don't care like <laughs> nah. i thought that was interesting i like the uh the 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 mind control guy i thought his uh you know his points were interesting that, that was relatively interesting i think as far as like characters goes his was probably um not one that i agreed with but his was the most like compelling and just the like powers that he was given and the way he feels about about using them but it's like 
still they don't go anywhere with it like it just kind of they show it in the flashback but it doesn't matter in the end like none of none of these characters really matter except for the bay girl who just kind of like deus es machina's her way into like killing this being or whatever i don't know celestial or right. whatever it's called yeah right right yeah i mean it was I just don't know. like i don't know like, can you can you see these characters interacting with like other Marvel characters in five years' time? It's hard for me to picture that. No. Yeah. No, I can't. And, and I I don't know exactly where Marvel's going, like what their grand scheme of things is. And especially with the muted reaction to this, I don't know if they're gonna do like a sequel or whether they're gonna like turn this into like a Disney Plus show. I'm not entirely I not. sure. But, I hope they don't do it. I hope they uh, just leave it like <laughs> Uh, just uh, like a huge cliffhanger and then never go anywhere with it. Wow, wow. Yeah. Wow. You know, you heard also, it here first. Harry Styles, Harry Styles at the end. My audience lost their mind. My audience lost their mind when he showed yeah. up. So, really funny. For those of you who don't know, this is this is a new development, but I have been protesting the Marvel end credit scenes. I will just get up and leave the the theater as soon as like the the first credits open because this i just think it's stupid okay you're stronger than most men you know it's just it's like no i don't want to watch the entire credits and it's never worth it at the end like i can always that's what you're for blaine like you you go (laughs) see that end credit scene and then just tell me what happened if it was interesting and you can summarize it in five seconds but we could be out the door like i'm i'm i don't want to stay i don't care i'm out of here as soon as like that goblin showed up before Harry Styles, I was literally trying to like walk out of the theater, but my roommate Omar, who I was watching with, like forced me down. And he's like, "No, we're not leaving." And it's like, "No, this is it's mm. so stupid." But mm. yeah, my entire theater lost their minds when he showed up. Like there was roaring, you know, there was flipping up seats. It was a, it was an entire. Yeah, that's event. I mean, that's how you get people to come to the movies. That's Harry right. That's right. Um, real quick, did you see the last credit scene? Uh, I, I heard about it from yeah. my roommate. Yeah. yeah, Blade, you know, he's coming in. That'd be kind of cool. Is it Blade? Yeah, Blade. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Cool. We'll see, All we'll right, now let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> see, I don't care. I don't, yeah. like, it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. Like, if they announce a movie, I'll hear about it. But yeah. I don't need the, like, the only, I think the only exception for, like, an end credit scene that, like, I actually cared about back when I was still watching it was um when like in uh far from home when oh uh, like Mysterio the mysterio movie. thing yeah 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 because that's actually why didn't they include that in the actual movie like that's actually like important information that if you miss it like you are, are going to be like screwed for the next one you're not going to see what's going on i just don't like it and I don't, I don't really care enough i'll get screwed over if i have to like i'll just mm. i just want to i just yeah, the movies aren't meant for staying till the end of the credits, and they never have been. So these are hot takes coming from the one and only. You love to see it. Um, yeah, that's why I'm here. Yeah, well, that means you basically okay. missed the only cool part of Venom too. But you know, you're fine. You're good. You're you're missing out. <laughs> um, Venom two, if you haven't seen it, classic. Uh, recommend to everybody. Um, yeah, I don't know. It it it's an interesting beast. Um, this is definitely going to be one that will range from most people um there are people i know a lot of like my letterbox page of everyone's reviews have people exactly the same as you are and then people on my side as well it is a like split down the middle That's so correct and then they're wrong wow these are you're 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 burning bridges today um oh. you <laughs> let, them, Jedi, so. let them burn um we're not getting into that not today <laughs> yeah we don't have enough time for yeah no no too much um but yeah i don't know Check it out if you want. It'll be interesting to get uh, everyone's opinion on this. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. I mean, I, the thing is, everyone's going to forget about this in a month because Spider-Man's coming out. So, you know. True. T- does, this, does this really hurt anybody? No. Spider-Man will come in and, you know, he'll do his multiverse thing. I would hurt. Yeah, exactly. Will you stay for the end credit scenes for Spider-Man 3? That's the question. Probably not. <laughs> Out the door, ladies and gentlemen. Um, it happens, Blaine. Sure, sure. Exactly, exactly. You'll be in the car. You'll be warming up, you know. Um, you'll be warming up the heater. Uh, all right, moving on. Um, so you and I both watched our movie of the week. Uh, we decided to have a good time with this one. We watched Face Off, 
1997, this is directed by John Woo, um, starring, really only starring two people, uh, John Travolta and Nicolas Cage, at the height of their powers. Who else um, is in this? I don't know. Name I, one other person. I, I can't. I literally can't. No, I, don't, I don't know anyone else in this movie. You know, most time they say this is an actor showcase. This is uh, absolutely falls into that category. Um, <laughs> now, for those who don't know what this is about, Zach, can you try and explain the plot of Face Off? For oh, me? boy. Yeah. So I, I had this, like, explained. I, I knew the general pre- premise before I went to the movie. But how it goes is there's this like top cop basically john travolta who is hunting uh this like bad guy serial killer not really explained just sort of a terrorist yeah yeah terrorist yeah overall bad dude because he wants revenge because um nicholas cage the bad guy killed his son um not really meaning to trying to kill john travolta ended up only killing his son and just injuring john but so uh, John Travolta is out for revenge, ends up capturing him. But there's um, like something that he has to, to find out. He's got to find out where this bomb is. So he decides to go undercover using experimental surgery that is putting one person's <laughs> face on the other on, on your face. So he literally like slicing off that face, slicing off your face, putting on his face changing your body it's not really explained it doesn't make any sense no how the the bodies are are really changed at all or how scars are are removed but just like uh, taking on the persona and all the the character out like out outer characteristics of this character and then he he goes undercover which is kind of messed up because like it's shown he has a family and like his wife is happy that he's finally done with work but he's like no i'm actually gonna like make basically a permanent change to my body to become the guy who killed our son that we've hated for years <laughs> at this point so that was the most unbelievable unbelievable part of it but it, it's meant to be like fun but it's surprisingly dramatic yeah like, like this, this kind of is elevated way. yeah like i actually liked the performances of John Travolta and Nicolas Cage. And I found myself like during the movie, like actually believing like, Hey, this is like John Travolta as Nicolas Cage and Nicolas Cage as John Travolta. When it's really just like them, they do a pretty good job of like fooling you into believing that they're the other person just by their like mannerisms, like totally changing and stuff like that. So I actually like, I was kind of immersed in uh, the the lie for that. I like genuinely believed it was John Travolta with Nicolas Cage's face on for like a lot of it was it's kind of strange, but yeah, it was a it was a lot of fun. It was a great movie. Yeah. Uh, you know, the 90s, I always like to say, uh, when it comes to action movies, they were directed and produced by crack cocaine, and this is definitely one of those. <laughs> um, no, for sure. It is. And the weird thing is, is like with most action movies in that time frame you know you have your speed you have your diehard like a lot of them you can take on like this campy element but this premise as dumb as it is they take it so seriously oh to a point no, where you are like horrified by <laughs> what you're watching but in a way like it works like <laughs> i like i believe that about the same as i did the speed premise you know but like that like that worked in that movie too for the for the most part but right yeah i mean it's super dramatic and like the the end scene is just like crazy 90s unbelievable and stuff like that but the way it ends it's just like it's so interesting and it makes you like (laughs) i I don't know like you know i came away enlightened from, yeah, from as Washington. you should, you know, as we all should. That's whenever we get working with uh, Cage, you know, you should always end up enlightened by the end of night. <laughs> yeah, the weird thing is, is that with this movie, and especially with a premise like this, it'd be so easy, and the movie almost, like, does, the movie basically does this, and it still works, is, like, it'd be so easy to overact in this movie. And to an extent, they are. Like, Cage, in this movie, for the first, like, I don't know, 20 minutes, he is on some ethereal level here he is like strolling he's dancing he is like you know assaulting people he throws a yeah. woman off a bus and makes the biggest like 
then I knew that. <laughs> oh my gosh. This man's a madman. Yeah, he, he's a lot of fun in the, <laughs> in the movie. And it's just like, I mean, there's, there's parts where it just feels like it's in desperation. Like you, yeah. you feel like, uh, like, especially when, um, like John Travolta at this point, like as Nicholas. Oh, so I, I didn't mention in the story. So when they when they switch faces, Nicholas Cage wakes up from the coma that he was in. They thought he was um, like uh, just going to stay asleep, but he he wakes up and forces the doctor to um, put John Travolta's face like on him. So they basically switch faces now and then he destroys the evidence and kills anyone that thinks that um he is like who he says he is basically so like nobody believes um it's very confusing i can't even i can't even explain it because it's like who do i say is it nicholas cage is it john john travolta this is why and i wanted you here this is why i wanted you here <laughs> yeah so like yeah john travolta his character archer is stuck in nicholas cage's body with nobody believing that he is the 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 cop that he actually is, right? And so everyone thinks he's a terrorist. So they're hunting him down, and they believe that um, Nicholas Cage. I, I don't even know what I'm saying <laughs> at this point. It's so confusing. Why yeah. did you make me describe this plot? I have no idea what I'm talking about. Uh, that's the goal. No, um, you gotta watch the movie. It's so good. Oh yeah. Well, the thing, <laughs> the thing too is just the fact that it really like. With a premise like this, it, it invokes kind of similar feelings as like, you know, a Freaky Friday, like that sort of thing with a body swap. And always with that, you have the fear of like, all right, what's the worst possible scenario that like, if someone was in my body, you know, with my face, like, what's the worst thing they can do? And the thing is, is that the villain is so evil that he is like making like really smart choices because the villain when he's in the cop's body like he diffuses his own bomb and now all of a sudden he's like a hero and yeah you know the uh cage is still in prison you know he's in the worst possible place that he can be in and i don't know it just it heightens the drama to a moment where you're like oh my gosh how are they going to get out of this is, is kind of the yeah. question that yeah, drives sure. the movie because you know, with a premise this insane, obviously, like, you, you take it with a level of camp, but the stakes are so high in this movie where you're like, I, like, I need to know what's going to happen next. And I think the movie coasts along with that question really well. Um, this movie's like, you know, two hours and 30 minutes, it flies by. This movie oh, moves so fast. Yeah, way faster than Eternals. <laughs> exactly well part of it is is like the opening action scene in the movie would be like a finale in another movie you know yeah, like yeah, sure. the opening of this movie is like this airplane chase that leads into this hangar and there's this shootout like it just goes off the wall and it, the funny thing is is that they keep topping themselves in the action department too because you have that like really fun prison sequence you've got like that uh apartment shootout and then you end it with a freaking speedboat chase that's incredible. <laughs> uh, I was like not thinking that movie pointed towards it ending on a, a speedboat chase. I don't I don't know what themes were um directed towards that that finale, but it's still like they they made it look like a lot of fun, though unbelievable as it is. Yeah. I, I, I want to talk about one yeah. yeah, one particular shot in this movie in the apartment scene. And me and you, we watched this movie at at the same time and we were talking to each other during it but when they had e their backs to each other oh, yeah. against like kind of this like mirrored uh like pillar kind of kind of thing they like back to back on the mirror and they both they're they're in opposite bodies at this point they both take a step back and aim to shoot through the mirror and they see their own reflection in yeah. the other guy's body and it looks like they're standing off against the like the actual mind of it. I thought that was like, why is that actually one of the greatest shots I've of ever seen time. in any movie yeah. ever? That shot is yeah. the coolest thing I've ever seen. Like that makes the no, movie right sick. there. You're like, oh man, that yeah. is sick. Yeah, no. They because that's the thing, like again, with a premise this dumb, like they really work as hard as they could to make this as entertaining as possible. Yeah. Like they took it seriously. They had it be as campy as possible. Like the fact that it, this is 
you know, the threat is taken as seriously as it is. And then you also have these campy performances that don't take you out of the movie. Like, when has that ever happened before? <laughs> yeah, you know? no, it actually, like, there's just, you always feel like a hint of realism as if like this is actually something that's possible when in reality, this premise makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. <laughs> and nobody would ever make any decision that any of these characters are doing possible but it actually seems like yeah i could i could see this happening like yeah, you're like just, oh i buy that <laughs> yeah yeah I'd, I'd buy that but yeah like campy but surprisingly realistic so i like it's just it's an enigma wrapped exactly. inside of um what's what's the word i'm looking for i don't know <laughs> i agree amen um amen. yeah yeah and, and, hallelujah Hallelujah. Exactly. Hallelujah. <laughs> um, I, yeah, it's just, it, it's a fascinating work because if you, and they're trying to remake this nowadays, like, no, <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Well, the technology but, is, is more believable nowadays. Of course, for, of course. For doing something like but that. I'm saying like with Nicolas Cage and John Travolta, two of the weirdest looking actors, like of all time, like the fact that you're able to buy that is its own thing. Who the hell could you cast? in 2021 that could make that believable you know like you can't yeah. you can't do oh it's gonna be kevin hart and the rock like no you gotta no. have like two people whose acting capabilities are similar and like look similar to a point where you believe it um which even it, it even, might be something where it's like instead of swapping the face we're gonna swap like consciousness and that's possible yeah that'd be the lazy way that, that would actually work somewhat with Dwayne and, and Kevin Hart like if they were to do it in that way because if they did it the same way as in this movie like nobody would would believe it but another thing with that is there's already a movie where The Rock and Kevin Hart are basically like swapped roles in Jumanji where right. it's like yeah they've already done this kind of thing so we we've seen seen been there done that you know like zach the rock has been in five movies with the jungle all right i think uh you know i i, I wouldn't put repeating what come. Come. <laughs> that's right that's right he keeps he keeps uh hitting homers i don't know no, um kind of, of slowing down so. right i just want to say uh never before in a movie do you see someone get punched off of a speedboat and then start barefoot skiing um <laughs> And you know it yeah, happens in this was, movie, and it's uh, incredible. Yeah. There's a moment incredible. in here where one of the characters goes, "What planet am I on?" And I'm like, "I just never want to leave. I never want to leave <laughs> uh, the planet that this universe takes in." Listen, but that's the thing too. Like this movie, you know, again, like they try to they explain the procedure in a way where it is so stupid, but you're somehow like, okay. You know, I guess like you, you kind of just give up <laughs> by right, yeah. what they're saying. Cause like there's a moment where there's like, yeah, you know, we can use laser surgery to like, you know, thin out those love handles. And you're like, I'm sorry, what? No, no. Um, and but even within that, you have like several you have you have several like setups and payoffs that the movie has that make it feel rewarding by the time it ends, especially with uh Travolta's daughter. Um, you know, when Cage is in Travolta's body, uh he tells his daughter, like, oh, you know, next time you stab someone, you gotta, he gives her, like, a knife or something, and he's like, yeah, you know, stab it, you stab them, and then twist it so that they can't, you know, it's not a uh, closed wound or something like that, and the fact that she does that at the end of the movie, it's just a nice little, you know, setup and payoff that you're like, yeah, oh, nice, you know, they put some gun. right, they put effort into it, and I, 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 I guess that's what I'm missing, I want crazy action movies that really just go all out, um, go, like, they just go crazy without, sacrificing like the silliness of it and it is silly but like we're saying the fact that you're able to take it as seriously as possible is a testament and why this movie has been held up as a classic this movie has an 82 percent on rotten tomatoes 82 percent for a nicholas cage movie that's pretty good <laughs> i know that's what i'm saying for his track yeah. record it's yes. incredible and john travolta yeah this is this is honestly like a top three john travolta movie all right we got pulp fiction we got agree no sorry well, uh, whatever we got pulp fiction we got hairspray and we got face off all right that's the top three reese is off the list um but yeah i don't know it's just it's so entertaining and there's so many great lines in this movie um i love when they first see each other john travolta's like ooh, you're good looking you're hot 
it's like oh, man, he's going for it and then of course you know the, the the most iconic scene um when cage is just high on his own supply he's like yeah once i find him i'm gonna take his face off, off. <laughs> and they say it like five times and you're like all right i get it but it's still incredible every time they say it i just want to stand up and applaud um <laughs> The other, the last thing I want to mention, this is so weird, and I, I, I don't know whether this was a director thing or whether this was like a screenwriter thing, but, you know, obviously Travolta has a family, but their family all has this weird thing where, like, it, you know, as a sign of affection, they, like, rub their hand down, oh, like, their face. yeah, that was weird. That's and I'm weird. like, who does that? Like, Nobody what? does that. What is that? Like, what planet are we on? Um, it's just John Travolta being weird yeah. while trying to be normal. Right. But I don't think he's human. So I like I don't blame the guy, you know, for not knowing our, our customs. Yeah. Or whatever, because he is from space. He's an alien. That's what we figured out. Yeah. You know, apparently he has a line in the movie when Cage is inhabiting his body. He's like, do you see what I look like? This freaking chin. And apparently John Travolta did not want to say that line. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's hilarious. Yeah. But it's nice that they're able to poke fun at each other. Um, you know, it just makes that so much more entertaining to watch. It but, does. Yeah, I mean, overall, it's a classic. If you haven't seen it at this point, you should check it out. It's a fun time, uh, you know, despite the horrific thematic elements at uh, play. You know, it's a fun action movie. They really yeah. deliver um, on the goods here. It's a highlight from everyone. I don't know, like, what kind of a, a get-together like it would have to be to like oh we're gonna do action but we also want it to be really dramatic <laughs> and have an element to that like it's almost like i don't know what scenario you like watch this movie with like a group of people like is it's their one would they would they enjoy it like that <laughs> like i really enjoyed it like watching it with you because i like we could like mess around and, and laugh at the movie and then i was surprised that elements for it and you're like oh yeah no for sure yeah yeah (laughs) it's incredible it is a really incredible movie no this is a perfect movie to put on with the boys and just bask in cage that's really what i'm about i'm gonna (laughs) i'm gonna do a cage pod at some point i gotta talk more about that man but you know it is what it is well i'm happy you saw it uh you know now you can add that kick to your belt um you know yeah, nobody's heard about it none of my like i i told my friends like oh i'm watching this and they're like what what, what movie is that shame like, on them i can't believe this incredible um it's but, too good exactly exactly well zach uh thank you for coming on once again it's always a pleasure having you on um you know even if your takes are you know sometimes uh off base you're uh you know still a pleasure to have on the pod well if you ever want good takes you know my number. That's true. That's true. If the audience climbers for more, we'll bring you back. And you know, hey, subspace and missionary. It's in the works. We're coming. Yeah, hey, it is in the works. Yeah, we're, that's we're a... cooking it up. We're cooking it up in the lab. Right. We're just trying to find the things to say. That's really what we're doing. <laughs> we're trying to find the words. To... Right. You know, we started notes and then we just gave up five minutes in. We're like, there's too much you, going on. If here. you we gotta... want a two and a half hour movie that you can enjoy. You just go on YouTube, type in subspace and missionary, all cut scenes, and man, will you have a good time. Yeah, Martin Scorsese's seen it. He'd call it cinema. I, I'm sure he would. Um, yeah, exactly. Well, thanks for coming on, man. Uh, everyone, uh, thanks for listening to the episode. We're on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, wherever you get your podcasts. We're there. We come out with episodes every Friday. Um, yeah, check us in. We'll be back next week, as always. Uh, stay safe, and we'll see you guys later. Bye. Peace.